Welcome to Molly Davis on the podcast this week. So it's really nice to turn the tables on another podcaster. And we're just going to have a wee chat today. Not quite sure where it's going to go today, but I think it, I think it'll go somewhere interesting, knowing uh, Molly's way of um, speaking. <laughs> so so welcome. Thank you for joining me. My, my way of speaking in a non-Yorkshire accent. So thank you for having me on on to have a chat Margaret we've already chatted on my podcast which was marvellous wonderful but uh, if anyone knows me or listens to me they'll know that that probably won't go out for another month because I don't rush these things so uh, this is weird this is strange being on the the other side well yeah. it, we could just we could just call it double-sided and just have a chat between us I think that's yeah. probably quite nice and um, I think there's something quite nice um about doing something slightly different with the podcast um I think you've been thinking about that as well haven't you yes how you can, I have how you can shake it up a little bit rather than just be interviews as such yeah I'm not quite as meditative as yourself so I've had this idea of changing things up and in the rec- from that recording to the present day, I've changed it six times in my mind. So <laughs> now it's going to be something else because um, we'll, we'll probably get into that a bit more. We'll jump into it now because it's, it's quite a serious subject, actually. Um, so... I like I serious. Wanna, See how serious wanna, we can get straight straight in there. I don't want to bring it straight down. You know what I mean? It's like a man from Yorkshire. I mean, Lancashire. You got me saying it now. Oh, my God. Just just for information, for public information, I just asked Mally where he was from. And I said, are you from Yorkshire? And I think I, I almost swore at him. But <laughs> we won't talk any. No, we won't. We love, we love Yorkshire. We, we love everyone. We do love yes. everybody. Um, just, um, I don't know if I've told you, Mally, I'm actually from Manchester. So, yeah, um, yeah so it's yeah. I, I, it's, fu- it's funny you're safe <laughs> it, or not safe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's quite funny because I think that you, um, I know you're not from Manchester, but it's the same sort of area and that yeah. sort of northern thing. And then I, I instantly feel comfortable with people from um, the north. Uh, and I don't know whether that's that's something that everybody feels. Oh, I don't know. I, the, the southern friends <laughs> yeah. that I have, um, they've never actually commented uh, about that. That's a good, good point yeah. because is that just amongst friends or is that to yourself, is that everyone you meet who's northern? Because... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe maybe it's just a, a when you when you yeah when you're brought up somewhere. I suppose you, you're always going to have some sort of connection uh, to yeah. the people. A little, you yeah, know, and, the, and the accent's quite strong, isn't it? Even though I don't, I know I don't have much of a Manchester accent. Although it might come out during this podcast because you're, <laughs> you know, how you sometimes take on yeah. accents. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, yeah, I just feel comfortable with. Um, I, I don't. It doesn't mean that I don't feel comfortable with other people, but yeah, some, no, some, no. <laughs> we've got to be a bit careful here, haven't we? Actually, uh, no, don't be careful. It's perfectly fine. No, I get what you mean, and I think it's because you, you, you're from a similar place. Like I'm in between Manchester and Liverpool, so you know my accent can drift a bit, and I'm I'm actually called a woolly back where I'm from, so it, it it's more. Oh God! How can I describe it? It's more dialect of like kind of people seem to think I've got a Yorkshire accent, but my granddad was very broad, and I spent a lot of time with my granddad as a child growing up. I think that's where I get me artistic tilt from because he was a 
a fan artist. He painted, he did la- landscape scenes. Um, I've got them dotted around and he did massive skies and uh, mountains with little white fluffy sheep on and he was he was quite good actually um so harry turner his name was uh, not related to the turner we all know but um i don't know where i'm going here but i i think <laughs> i think uh that way of being and that connection to me granddad gives me this broader accent but then spending time at salford uni that like you said you just said you pick up people's accents and I spent some time in Newcastle and ended up picking up that. I actually thought I was taking the Michael and I wasn't, you know, I was, it just, it can't, I can't help but get, um, I don't know, just soak it in, soak it up. Like we, uh, is that a creative thing where we just take things on like a sponge, I think. Do you think that um, there's, there's a connection then between your, is in your family, was it like a, a vein of artistic people or did it skip a generation? Do you know, I'd say it, it permeates the whole family, a thread. Even people who were like, oh, I'm not creative, were saying that, but they were actually very good. My me, me brother is an amazing pencil drawing, uh, pencil drawer. He, he could sit and just do a portrait and draw someone, but never, ever carried it on or, or made anything of it, but what he did draw. I remember when I was little, he did a drawing of Grace Jones with a flat top, and it's a very striking image, isn't it? You know, Grace Jones anyway, her way style, and he captured it perfect, and that always stuck with me. That image, and my granddad always drew Laurel and Hardy together, shoulder to shoulder, and that was quite an iconic image as well. So, I think that had a an effect on me, pushing me towards art. Uh, and design as a, I have. Yeah, I, I just, the reason I was asking was because I've seen um, in a few people's families where this has been a streak of whatever it is, whether it's creativity or engineering or being a doctor or something, yeah. something, but then it can skip a generation and still come down the line. And I find that, yeah. I just find that fascinating how yeah. how we can be influenced by um whether it's you know this sort of idea of nature or, or nurture nurture um, genetics yeah yeah it's very strange because mm. because my children my two boys are very musical spoken about this quite a lot uh, very proud of them <laughs> but they're both um they're both well one's at university studying music the other one's probably going to university when he decides to study music so all this musical talent and i i've not got a musical bone in my body but their dad was very musical but they hadn't spent. They haven't really spent time with the dad since they were like five. So, how's that? You know, how how did they pick that up? Then did they pick that up when they were very very young, or was it just in there? In Written their, in a um, chord, yeah, that goes back through time it, from the embryos of our great 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 grandmas. You know, maybe. Yeah, I know. That's it's, it. I find, I just find it fascinating. And my grandma, I'm very much like my grandma, who was um, she was Dutch, and she um, she actually had a. Uh, you probably probably nobody needs to know this, but I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. She, she she you know she was brought up in a time where you know obviously you you had your children you stayed at home, but she she didn't. She she got divorced from her, her um, husband. She brought up three children alone, and she worked as well. And and she had this really keen interest in traveling. Um, so she was a bit of a sort of, she was 
very similar sort of life story to me, which is a bit spooky. Um, then she would go off traveling by herself. She had this little orange uh, beetle, Volkswagen beetle, and she came to Scotland. She came to the House of Hebrides and she traveled around by herself. She was very kind of like, um, she is the one that introduced me to um, camp food. I remember having camp food by her car once. I was like, this is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm very much like her, but I'm nothing like my mum. <laughs> so it yeah. sort of skipped. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point that yeah although my mum later in life she started painting and and um as a lady she went through the change and i, re- I clearly remember coming home smashed as you did when i was a teenager you know and god knows what i was on and walking in and she was throwing the plates in the bin i was like what are you doing so oh, i'm not washing these <laughs> <laughs> and she just started writing stories about um, um, furries and stories of like mystical, quite artistic, mystical stories. And and it and I thought, wow, this is the transformation that she went through from struggling, obviously, with a menopause, finding something quite spiritual, and and getting involved in the church. But she she ended up painting and doing a lot of. Um, oil paints, you know, and it, it was magical to see late in a life this creativity take over. So then the thread between granddad and myself with my mum, yeah, yeah. I used to a lot and um, I really enjoyed it. But um, the only way I can describe what happened was being pushed into a commercial world because I, I realised quite quickly that I possibly wouldn't make a future or money out of being an abstract artist because I was into Kandinsky, I was into Jean Miro, I was into um, Paul Klee, lots of uh, quite strong abstract artists and I've got loads of the books and and I really, really, really thought I was going to be an abstract artist. Uh, George Brack and Picasso and and the list goes on and on and and so many, Gustav Klint. And I I, I thought, yeah, I want, this is me. This is what I want to be. And uh, then realised quite quickly I was crap. So (laughs) I just didn't get anywhere with it. I liked it and I liked what I was producing, but... It's tough. It's quite interesting because I, I used to paint as well. I started off doing a fine art, fine art painting degree and um, it's that kind of like I often think, will I ever go back to it and what, what you know, I don't, I don't know. I, but it's, it's all just an expression, isn't it? Whether it comes out in a, a photography or, or painting, it's all just a, an expression of what you're feeling, isn't it? So I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know. I, I think at the moment I'm just too busy to think about it. <laughs> I think that's another thing as well. Life seemed to speed up quite uh, from, uh, I'd say, 18, 19, 20 to 26 was a a wonderful time for me to do what I was doing, painting. And at at college for six years, you know, I could have been a bloody doctor. (laughs) But no, no, I went and did like BTEC, BTEC first foundation degree, and 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 then went straight into being a graphic designer because I knew that's how I could make a future in art and money. 
Yeah, and it's actually, it's just real, isn't it? It's just realistic. I became yeah. a wedding photographer because I was like, well, yeah, how do you make money? Um, because, you know, didn't have the privilege of being able to say, well, you know, I don't need to make money. What, what do I want to do? So it's that choice thing, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, money does give you choice. <laughs> um, and when you don't have it, you need to earn it. So if you, you, you're you going to choose a, a profession then, aren't you, that um, brings in money and um, landscape photography doesn't necessarily do that immediately. No, definitely. Well, for photography is the one, we're talking about threads, um, blindly not knowing when I was younger that photography was all I wanted to do. If I could go back and tell young Mally when I was 12, you know, you need to do this and forget all that other stuff. Um, I often do, I shouldn't, you shouldn't, a teacher always said, never say what if, you should always do it. But that is the what if for me, because photography was always there, but I never considered it something that I could make a future of or, or make money out of. Don't know why, just just didn't, was so besotted with fine art and abstract expressionism that I, I just, <laughs> Wow. So do you, do you think if you went back, what would you tell yourself then if you went back? I just use the camera all the time <laughs> and just be a photographer and, and and make it happen, you know. Yeah. So does your, your day job is graphic design? Yes, yeah. Is it, yeah. Are you self-employed or is it, are you employed? No, no, I'm, I'm employed. So, yeah, been down the self-employed route. It's just for graphic design yeah. without being a it felt that the only way to be successful would be to not be a graphic designer but be a business owner and I I didn't want to do that do you know I didn't you can't be a graphic freelance graphic designer very few people there are some that do it but you can't be a sales marketing and graphic designer all at, at once you know and I was so into design and creating catalogs brochures and designing all kinds of things for companies like connections education and uh, schools authorities solicitors all kinds of branding and and different types of design work which nowadays i guess is called a content creator was the web uh, doing social media things like that 2007 um that started happening and print industry was falling by the the wayside quickly and I had to move with it but um yeah I yeah I'm I'm not I'm not a graphic designer (laughs) I am of course I am I'm a professional I've been doing it for 25 years but it's not it's not really me right so is the, the so when did the photography then pick up yeah, that was that, that was always there, but then I think we had a uh, kind of a in the UK the something happened about oh, twelve about ten years ago, like this big surge of landscape photographers and um, YouTube. I think was a big part of that. Uh, you can't ignore it that. Um, certain gentlemen, a few gentlemen and and ladies who started early, like Lynn Luxon, Kim Grant, of course, the godfather, uh, Thomas Eaton, and 
Adam Karnak and all these um, people who was creating in 2014-15 and, um, and many more can think of Simon Baxter who we've just spent some time with uh, they they kind of paved the way and of course I never ever saw YouTube as a, a thing of, of making money and I think the growth in, in landscape photography and YouTube was because people thought they could make a living from it and quickly they realised you can't. <laughs> it's few and far between that that actually become very successful. But but what is success? Well, mm, measuring. That, yeah, I, I I mean, I suppose you can measure in two ways, can't you? One yeah. is one is that if you if it's a business, is it a successful business? Yeah. And the other is I, I don't, yeah, what is success? I, th- I think it's just living. I, I think it's living life the way that you. Um, aligns with your values and your vision um so whatever that is for you it's different for everybody for me it's not it's not um big big houses or big anything or nice cars or anything because i don't really care what i drive as long as it gets me there um it's (laughs) it's living this quiet quiet life um in the places that i want to be um with kind people around me i suppose and being creative and and helping and inspiring others there you go spot (laughs) on there you've answered it right we're done (laughs) perfect tell me what you're what's yours well i think what you just said about creative people and and good people that um that no competitive nature someone put a comment on me last video saying um great to see some competitive like because i was with a a gentleman called uh, tom and mikey and steve and he, he he must have thought there was a bit of bantering competitive nature, but actually the, the that is furthest from the truth. And uh, I don't think there's any place for competition in, in photography when you're out in the field, especially. Um, so for me, you've pretty much nailed it. It's good company, good heart, good soul, and being creative, either on your own or amongst a group that you can be. Um it would be nice to have some kind of reward from that, which, <laughs> you know, at least beans and, and, and toast. <laughs> that would do me, you know, and, and enough tins for the kids and, of course, my lovely wife. So we plenty beans, plenty toast, best butter. We have to have best butter. Um I, I think you should stop talking about toast. That's my 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 uh, nemesis is toast and butter. I can't eat yeah. bread, so it's like it's awful. It's oh, terrible. So don't stop talking about that place. But just just because <laughs> I really want some toast and oh, butter now. But please, um, um, yeah, please stop talking about that. But just to go back back to something you just you just touched on there. And I I've just realised what it is that I really liked about when I was I started listening. When, it was, I actually only started listening to your podcast a few months ago. I didn't, I didn't, um, I hadn't heard of them before. And I think it was because I saw something on Facebook that you'd been to Simon Baxter's exhibition. That was what it was. I yeah. don't know how, I don't know how I saw it, but anyway, I did. And I thought, oh, oh, who's this guy? And then I looked you up and then I started listening to your podcast. And you know, when you get a new podcast. And so mm-hmm. just for everybody who's listening, it's a, let, let's create, isn't it? We get that right. Uh, let's, let's, let's create, let's talk. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> let's care, let's talk. The photography show. Something it, like it, that. Yeah. So, go, go and look it up. Um, but I started listening to it and uh, I just, I think I was having a, a, a long journey at that time. And so I was just listening to one after the other. You know how you get into it. Oh, that's brave. Okay, it was. <laughs> but, but you've got a really nice, easy way of, of, of talking. But, but I think the thing that I really like is the way that you are yeah, not not competitive, and you are like it's like a, a humility, but in a nice a nice way where you, if you really like somebody's work, you, you'll uplift them. Um, whereas a lot of people try and make themselves like seem like they're good <laughs> because of their own problems, their own inner problems. But you haven't got that at all. You've just completely free of that. Oh I wow! Really li- I really like that. I really that's like that, f- that's very kind and and. Humility. I've never heard me call that one before. Well, it, yeah, I don't that's, know if that's very kind. Is that the right word? I think it is the right word because I yeah. think it is when you when you're generous enough to say to somebody else, "That is just amazing what you've done." I I just think that shows yeah. a lot about the person because it means that you you've got no hang ups in yourself. You know, you 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 will uplift others, and that's yeah. a, that's very rare these days, isn't it? Do you think I've heard this said? This has been said to me before, and I struggle with that. I don't. Um, is it ego that is it, it? I think it might be a very male thing as well. You know, this kind of dominant, competitive behavior. Maybe I just. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think about it. 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 It, it never crosses my mind that oh, all I think about is how enthralled or inspired or happy I am to see someone's work and 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 it calls to you it's not everything and it's not everyone and I have my standards don't we all and and that doesn't mean something's better than I'm not it's difficult to to say it's like it's not that something's bad and something's good it's more that I like pink more than I like red it's more that it vibrates and 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 I see it, and then that attention I f- I feel has to be given that I have to say wonderful, I love the way or this, and it just it's it's there. Then I can't I can't get it out of my mind because it, it's um it, it's it's special when other people are creating, and uh, I think we shouldn't judge or look or try and compare and and that's really important to me i wouldn't progress at all if i was comparing with others because i'm not that good but i have my moments <laughs> you know and i like that i like that phrase as well i'm not that good but i have my moments yeah, yeah. i feel like that as well i think i don't think i'm the um brilliant i don't think you know but i don't think this i've got something that's slightly different you know and that's that's all there is to it um but and it's really nice to see other people other people's work and other people doing their thing that's truly truly their thing you know that's what i really like when you know it's theirs and you know it's coming from a um a deeper place i suppose i won't get too deep because i know you'd like kind of um yeah so i think when it it comes from like it's really a representation of the the person and when i can see that in the photographs then i go yeah yeah i can i can really understand that um so but i i love your enthusiasm i i just i think it's just infectious and i think we need more people like you in the world 
Oh, thank you very much. Long may it continue. Uh, yeah. Because I'm yeah. knackered. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I did want to ask you about is not about how knackered you are, but <laughs> I was looking at your, um, I've, I've looked at YouTube. I don't really actually look at YouTube very much. I don't, I don't yeah. tend to sit and watch a lot of it. It's just not, I've to, I always keep trying, I dip in and then, um, you know, I'll stop again. And it, it's probably just because simply because of the medium of it is that I don't sit and watch uh videos very often so um i'll have like an hour's downtime in the evening where i'll watch rubbish tv just to like come come down a bit from work but i tend to be working quite a lot or out um or driving or you know i don't know i just just don't do that i just so if we could if you could get like a youtube that you could sort of we I was going to say you could watch when you could when you were driving, but that's probably not. Right. No. So let's, let's <laughs> maybe let's in Scotland. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> <cut that. laughs> um, but anyway, the the it, the podcasts I tend to listen yes. to when I'm driving, and I drive a lot, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I also listen to podcasts while I'm walking. So I'm walking quite a bit, you know, I'm out and about. Um, I tend to not like sitting watching a screen, so. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but I think I was, t- I was very about- similar, very similar where you're going. I, I, I listen all the time in work. I have one earpiece in and like, I listen to your, the, the Rachel, uh, tell about one. I, I listened to, uh, the, the last one. Was it Wendy? Wendy Bagnall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a wonderful, wonderful photographer. And and I had I listen I listen to I think I listen to pretty much all your podcasts while I'm working. Oh. Um, it's just so chilled, and I, I can concentrate, and yet still be there with the inf- with what you're saying in the information. And uh, don't tell work this, but I I do I do focus, but I am listening uh, to a lot of podcasts. Like you said, when you're long journey driving, I, I listen to. Um, uh, Neil James is uh, the photo art now. Um, he's he's mentioned me so he's so kind. He's mentioned me so many times on that show, and I'm like, I, I don't know why, but he just we've seemed to have hit it off. And I got him on the podcast. We had such a chilled chat on the podcast like this. Um, so I I really enjoy listening to podcasts a lot, but I do love film. You know, I do love watching videos and I, I can sit there and watch YouTube all night. Uh, I was watching just before we came on this and um, it's some of it, you've got to be careful, I think, because you can form opinions with YouTube about photographers, so, which I have. People think I'm this brash, loud, possibly um quite rude individual <laughs> because of YouTube, but that's just me and the camera. That's not me and another human being. Do, do you know what I mean? When I'm with people, I, I, I like to think that I was brought up right and I have manners and respect and, and I, I treat people out there. I want to be treated myself. So it's really weird what happens with YouTube because people think they know you and podcasts are not like that. Podcasts are so uh, much deeper, and and I've always wanted to do podcasts, but I am quite broad. So, well done listening to any of them. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're really, really nice, really nice. Very, I find myself like listening. They're quite long, and um, I find myself. um, That's that's not a criticism. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It's just that 
I don't mind. Normally I'd be like, oh, it's an hour. Or I don't yeah. think I'll listen to all that. But I find myself getting like, just going along with it, which yeah. is really nice, isn't That's it? That's really, nice, really nice good. Place. Yeah. yeah. When you realize that. Do you ever, do you, well, do you edit your own podcasts? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I edit a lot. Yeah. Do you know what I do now? Like, I, I edit my own, etc., and I'll put them on and then I get somebody to, to like, just check that I've not made any mistakes during it. And then yeah. when they go live, I'll occasionally just to spot check my own editing and, and what yeah. it's like. Cause I, I sort of forget sometimes how true I've, I've spoken to somebody, you know, and it's been a while before it's released, as you said. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I listen to it back in the car when I'm driving as if I'm listening to another podcast and I'll just take the, you know, to get the levels and stuff um and sometimes now more now i'm getting a bit more confident it, I'm a, yeah. it's like oh that was quite nice i feel quite calm after that <laughs> was that so i did the job then so. yes done it yeah yeah i think that's i don't think that that's i think that's right i think you should do that i think you should listen to what you you, you do I, I listen to um oh grant a photographic life i haven't found it but it's oh that's it i've got it it's a photographic life uh, UNP, um, Grant Scott, and I found him from James, uh, from Neil James, and he's completely. So you just said before about going deep, and f- f- um, I have a brain that I think is is so deep and cavernous, <laughs> but. I just cannot express myself in that way. So I end up listening to these people like Simon, uh, Sam Harris and and um, Jordan B. Peterson and all these other things and philosophy. I love philosophy and Sean Tucker and and um, oh, Deep Natter with um, yeah. oh, oh, Jeff, Michael, Jeff, Jeffrey Sidoris. Sidoris, yeah. yeah. And, great, and that's I, great, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's just wonderful to hear him and Sean and, and 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 then I've listened to it, and and I think, why can't I be that clever? <laughs> but it, it's not about the cleverness. It's it's just it's the same with Grant Scott and his his there's um there's that personality, and and I love how we are, we're all different, and we all because I listen to Jared Paul, and the guy's an absolute nutter. You know, throw nose photo, and they just talk about gear. But now it's nice to just put some of that on and and see what's going on. Like pe- Petapixel, don't know if you've ever heard of Petapixel, and uh, it's just so American. And 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 I, I kind of like a good mixture in it of everything. So from the intellectual to the superficial, and uh, anything in between. Yeah, I've I've heard you say that before. That you're not like you you're not. Um, that sort of a deep thinker or whatever, but I think you just you just wrapped it up there, aren't you? We're all different, and we all bring something different, don't we? To you're, you're you, um, me. I can't I can't be anything but like kind of that. If I tried to do that sort of like hyped up America, that would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you you bring what you do, um, and actually I do think that you are quite a, a deep thinker. And I think that the more you try and the more that you speak. Yeah. the easier it becomes to vocalise those things that are going on in your head. So I think yes. sometimes it's just difficult to, it's there, but you can't bring it out. That's like, right. Um, yeah. I was listening to you and Sean Tucker, um, and I, really lovely. No, it was, a lovely, it was a lovely podcast, and I interviewed him uh, a while back as well, and I was so yes. nervous. I was like, yeah. how does he make everything sound so 
he says so sleek <laughs> and so and so he's so always right he's always right yeah yeah but you're not sean i'm not sean um exactly so. yeah yeah i was so nervous as well with sean because he's just been there for so long and i've learned so much from him or if not learned i've he's made me look round at a different door and open it and look in and think think that way instead of just one direction and um, putting myself in different places in my life um, with creativity. And uh, he, he was, we've just had the meetup with, with I'm, na- I'm name dropping again, Thomas Eaton, Simon Baxter in um, Laskill in North Yorkshire. And it was like so many tickets, 40, 50 tickets. I was lucky I bought mine, my friend Mikey, Steve Bennett. We, we got these tickets and then we had it. It was like a barbecue. And, and and they're so accommodating these guys, you know. And the, the, for me, they're upper echelon um, in terms of um, creativity. And uh, they, they just took the time out to talk. And and I'm sat there eating my burger. And I sat on a wall talking to uh, this this gentleman from down south, Steve. He's a he's, we're all photographers. And next thing, this hand reaches out, and this guy walks over, dead tall. Um, and it was Sean Tucker, and he was like, "All right, Mally," and I was like, "Hello, Sean." <laughs> but then, when we just did it off again and just started talking like the podcast, and and it, it was great to see that we're we're in a really good time. I feel I think there's too much negativity, and I think there should be more positivity about create the creative industry of the world it, in photography especially it's almost like we're going through a renaissance of creativity in this country especially there's a, a huge rise in 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 terms of it's not just photography um camera club or whatever it's it's expressive photography people are putting out things that they want to put out the and and not being frightened anymore of of doing that and I, the the more the merrier i think yeah and we we also have all these different channels now that are open to us don't we? it's like youtube podcasting all of that you know we, we can all get to know each other more more deeply than ever um, and people do feel like they know you don't they when they're when they're listening to you all the time and they're watching you all the time um, they, you know, you can get those connections very quickly and make the form these these friendships, like yeah. um, like meeting you. You know, it's it's just like it's it's really lovely and you meeting Sean. And um, I think that you're right. We're in a really good time, but both in terms of that sort of um, circle of people around you to to inspire you, because there is actually, if you think about it, being inspired is easier than it used to be. You used to get a book from the library, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly that. You come home with a handful of books, read none of them. <laughs> Took them back week after. <laughs> I'd read the odd one or two, but I did I did that so many times, you know, I'm gonna get all these philosophy books and no, didn't happen because uh I, I there's only one thing that flo a lot of mythology. I, I love mythology. Wow. Yeah, and, and but it's it's mostly surrounding myself with art and music and, and uh, photography but do you know i'll tell you something now this is real quick because i know i'm probably going on <laughs> um i i never ever researched or looked 
other photographers, famous photographers now, like yourself and other photographers who, who we know in the community. Yes, Sean Tucker, Simon Baxter, Joe Cornish. But when I mean like photographers like, um, oh, God, I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> He's the most famous landscape photographer of all time. Gone. His name's gone. I never looked. This is the thing. I never looked at the work. I never looked at um, Davi. Uh, 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 oh, names it's one, gone. Of, it's one of those nights for you, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> oh, the brain cells have been worn away so much today, producing single page A5 flyers. Oh, for the life of me. Um, Richard da- Avidon, is it? Yeah. And you've got Michael Kenner and, and so on and so on. And, and, I'll think of the other guy's name in a minute. Oh, that's so embarrassing because he is a legend. And I've never looked at the work because I didn't want to be tarnished. I didn't want to be influenced. And and that was probably very ignorant of me. And then of late, I've started looking at, at other masters, if you like, in photography and, and, and looking at what they're doing with light, contrast, texture, compositionally. Um, and and it and it has it is having a profound effect on me, I, I think. So I should have done that sooner, really. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we just go through different phases, don't we? Well, I, I, I'm the same. I I don't know. I studied art when I was studying. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I ever, I, I tend not to look at other photographers as much as I. Oh right. I, I tend not to. Oh god. Um, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't feel so bad just, now. Yeah. No, I just. <laughs> I think it gives. I think it sort of frees you up a little bit to find your own, you know. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe then there's a place and time for you to come back to that, you know, when you, when you're sort of like kind of a bit more solid in what you're doing. Um, yeah, there's a place and time for everything, isn't there, to learn from from different people. But that, I don't think the, the one thing you, that 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 is the worst thing to do is to try and um, emulate or replicate somebody's work or try and be somebody else which is so easy to slip into because, you know, you see somebody and you think, oh, I'd really like to be Joe Cornish or I'd like to shoot like him or I'd like to, you know, it's hard to unsee almost. <laughs> it is, yeah. It, it, that's why I like the exhibition actually because it wasn't digitised and you had to go in and and, and almost like um, taking a flavour. It was almost like a smell and a taste and then walking away and having to try and remember that. Uh, that essence, <laughs> the essence of Simon and Joe. But because it was physical and it was an exhibition, which I used to love going to Tate Gallery and seeing futurists like, you know, Jacob Epstein and people like that. You go in and you, I, I got that um, that youth feeling again where when I'd go in the Tate Gallery, I'd get enthralled and excited and come out and then not really remember it perfectly. So you, you're just taking the essence and you're being influenced by it without copying. And I, I found that when I went to Simon and Joe's exhibition that when I came away from there, I left kind of clothed in, in a, a, the essence of it and, and not felt that I would copy, or which I would never do anyway. I say that in my last video. I, I can't stand that copying anything like that. So a, a quick story about me, uh, GCSE, um, um, like art we were told to do something original and I was so like happy about this because I didn't want to copy Monet I didn't want to copy Salvador Dali who I was really into 
And at the time, it was the Hillsborough disaster, and a house had burnt down round the corner from me. And on the wall, someone had wrote the number. Was it was it ninety six? And apologies, everyone, for my bad facts here, but the amount of people that died, and, and there was a black um, uh, gable end of a house that had burnt down, and it was black, and. In the middle of it, someone had painted in white uh, Hillsborough and the number, the 96 or 98, I think it was 96. I say apologies, but it was so striking. And I, I took photographs of this with a little Fuji film camera and then got them developed and used them as my like starting point. And then did a drawing, a pencil drawing of this gable end and all these clouds and and this this kind of like... To me, I thought I was doing something really creative and, and different. And when we got to the, to the end of, of the GCSE and it was like, right, here's your results. All these people who'd copied Monet and all these other artists all got A pluses. And I got a D minus. And I'm like, what? What? And, and at that point then I went, right, life's about cheating. That's it. To, to, to win, you've got to cheat. So I am never going out shooting honeypot shots. I'm never going out doing this, doing this. this. is me personally, not anything else. This is not a slant on anyone else, but it is definitely deep-rooted in me, this feeling of copying or going, doing the easy thing. Or I could have sat there and copied my favorite artist and, and got an A, and I tried to create something original. And and it, it wasn't a great piece of art, but I felt... To me, like it's really important that it's heartfelt, that it's from it's from somewhere that means something, not just to copy. And uh, I'm still I still feel like that now. And and I think that's uh, me in a nutshell when it comes to my photography. Is that as I look around here, there's no places um, really that are, are instantly recognisable. And I think that's detrimental to me commercially. And there's a little, there's a little bit of sad, a little bit of feeling of, I'm, I'm still doing that GCSE, where I, I could probably be more commercial if I went and shot places that everyone knows, and maybe did it my way, waited for the right conditions, but then I'd feel a little bit like I'm cheating myself and. Sounds yeah, it sounds like it really affected you, but it does. That's the thing; it, it does that kind of experience. That's something we've talked about before in, the, in this podcast. It's about the the effect of a, well, a, a bad mentor, bad critique, mm-hmm. or even like judges, or or even a parent telling you you your your drawing yeah. of uh, your crayon drawing of a house is rubbish. <laughs> but it all it affects us deeply, really deeply. So you know, really, really got to be aware of that. The way we speak to people about their work. Uh, it certainly sounds to me like your your uh, teachers were wrong, <laughs> very wrong, yeah. um, and they probably were. They're just people. They're just people. That that's just yeah. just a person. It's just some somebody who happened to be a teacher, who happened to be an art teacher, who had who had that opinion, but it affected you deeply. So, um, quite an interesting one that actually. I but I think I think when you look at what you're doing, you're doing so well. You're just so incredibly well. And that was that was I, I didn't actually ever get to the point when I was talking about you being knackered. Um but 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 um the, the point was that I look at what you're doing and I see your YouTube channel and your podcast and I, I think you've got a full time job and you've got a family as well. Um and I just wonder how on earth you're keeping up with it because I've got 
uh, you know, this is my full-time job. This is what I do. And there's a lot going on. Um, but I don't have a day job. I don't have to go out nine to five. I, you know, I, I juggle things around things in, at work when I need to work. And um, so I, I have no idea how you're managing to, to do all this, but I think it's testament to your enthusiasm for, for um, being creative. So not just photography. I think you're very enthusiastic about all sorts of creativity. Yeah. So um, it's really nice to see. And I think... Um, yeah, I, I I just think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, oh all, well, all credit to you. <laughs> well, I I could I could happily sit here and take all that credit and be like, yes, it's me. I'm just wonderful. But I have to stop you and say, uh, none of it would be possible if it weren't for my wife. So it's yeah, you know, like it's teamwork and. She plays this organ here behind me. Ladies and gentlemen, pointing at a Hammond organ. And she plays pedals two feet and uh, two feet, two, both decks, hands, two hands and feet and everything all going at once. And she plays like church type music or, um, you know, big, big numbers, big, um, like uh, the Queen's funeral yesterday, those kind of songs. She knows them all. She, plays all them and so we try to support each other so on thursday she'll be going practicing on a huge massive organ in our local church there'll be no one there she goes in she locks the door behind text her are you in i'm in i'm safe she'll go and put the pipe on big bellows and she'll go and practice and play and uh, she just did a big um uh, like kind of a, a service for the queen on friday gone uh, doing the national anthem, playing all that with a, a choir. Pilkinson's is quite a big thing in St. Helens, a glass uh, factory. The whole town was built on rugby and Pilkinson's glass. And they had a huge choir and she could play. And, and all the choir suit was wonderful for her to actually get to play these intricate pieces with a proper choir. So the, all that, what you've said, is absolutely just mind-blowing and very kind, but I wouldn't be able to do any of it if it weren't for my family, my girls as well, because although they test us, our kids, you know, it's all because of them, really. It's, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right there, because I did think of that, actually, when I was, I was watching some of YouTube, because... Um, for for me, I was thinking about it. I was I was looking at YouTube, and it just and I've been thinking about it recently. I, I was doing a little bit of YouTube, and then I, I sort of had a I stopped during the summer, um, and I didn't keep up with it because I never do keep up with it because it's so intense. It's just so much, and 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 I'm I'm when I'm like I just went out to Lewis for a couple of days, and it would have been great to film. I go to these amazing places. But I'm usually like, I used to have to get up at seven o'clock to, to get Pat, to get everything in the van, to get to drive. And I'm thinking, then I've got to film it. And I'm like, yeah. late for the ferry. And I'm like, I can't film it because I'm late for the ferry. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to miss the boat if I start filming. Yeah. Um, so all these experiences that I don't film. And then I was watching you and I was thinking, well, he's, he's managing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how. It's just, bec it, it does become second nature. I've just switched everything to that. As well. yeah, that's what I do as well. Yeah, that's an iPhone um, for anybody who's listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're watching in black and white, the pink's behind the black. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you, I, I've switched from a Fuji XS10, which I've struggled with, and GoPros I hate, and switched to the iPhone. Uh, and and I, oh, it's amazing because it's everything. 
and up to the iCloud and I come back and nothing's lost and and I can film more crap, so be prepared because I can put, I can film every daisy, every flower blowing in the wind, every wave, every piece of sea, tide. I'm like, yeah, I'll film that, I'll film that, I'll film that. It doesn't make it easier for myself, but I've got plenty to choose from now. So plenty to choose. I like <laughs> that. Do you think, just really quickly, do you think it's to do with different energy levels then, um, like personal energy levels? Because like, um, so. I suppose like introverts, I don't know, I don't know, this is just off the top of my head. As an introvert for me, I expend a lot of energy when I'm talking to people, when I'm filming myself. It's all output, although I'm I'm enjoying the podcast more and more. I'm gaining energy from that now a little bit. So that's turning. Yes. Um, But the output of energy comes from being in front of the camera, being on show, being, you know, doing that sort of thing. Um, Are you an extrovert? Mm, it's a very awkward one that I don't know what the hell I, I am. I don't know what you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you are. I'd normally be able no. to say, I think you might be no. an ambivert, which is <laughs> both. Yeah. Uh, my mum always said I was a bit like that, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I just, that, that then, relate, the only reason I ask that is that that relates to how you, um, how you can keep going with this type of thing, so filming and and talking and what whatnot. Uh, extroverts just gain energy by doing that sort of thing. So I find it quite hard to do all the everything. So the podcasting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a battle that there is a battle of like I can't be asked or I'm tired or um, or I just don't feel confident and and there's almost like a a, a blank. I create this blank mind. And I do, I just do it. I think, right, well, just do it. Like this now, uh, I'm doing, so yesterday I spent, I did nine and a half hours building um, my shop on my website. So from <laughs> from as soon as I got up till, yeah, uh, the queen was going on in the back, not the, not the queen, apologies but you know the ceremony of her funeral which was very very powerful because I wasn't watching it so I could hear the music and it was so soul filling a lot of the music that was played and the choir was harrowing at one point in the afternoon and and I'm building this website because I just needed the time and space to do it it's not out of disrespect. It's like, I'm not just going to sit there and watch it. I was listening to it all, every single bit of it. And uh, I just found that that I needed to do that. I, I, I had to just go, right, we're doing it. I can't say that I do it because I'm confident, because I'm not, and people think I am. Uh, it, it, it is quite complex sometimes. That's That's, yeah. No, I totally get that when you say that because I'm I'm the same, I'm totally the same. I, I have so many doubts. I'm like film, especially YouTube. I think I think that's quite a big um, barrier to break oh, through. It's shocking. Isn't it? It's kind of like it's shocking. You no, know, you, you you're battling. I'm thinking no one wants to hear me saying yeah, this. Oh, you've just got to say it. And then uh, it's like just say it. Just get on with it. Just talk. No one wants for no. But and then I'm like, well, you need for talk about. You need to have something to. You need to talk about the history of where you are. We need to talk about this place where you stood. And then I go, no, let's just talk about the way the leaves are flapping and 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 there's like this inner battle all the time of uh, you're really rubbish, Mallet. You're talking broken biscuits or stop it don't care 
and just go. Just let's go. Roll. Let's rock. Let's do it. And whatever will be, will be. And uh, that that battle is always there, especially with YouTube. Uh, but it's the same with photography, isn't it? I, 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 I've spoke to a gentleman the other day. I think this is really important. It's how you look at something. If you if you sit down at your computer and you've took a lot of images and you put them on your screen, it's really easy and quick to go there, all crap, shut down and leave it. I find that you've got to want to like your images. You've got to look at them and go, I like these, even though they might not be great, perfect or whatever. You have then got to find something in that, what you've done that connected you at the point of when you took it that enthusiasm, that excitement. Oh, look at that, that light, look at that tree there and the branches in on, it's leaning on the other. And I'll call that the deal because it looks like they're doing a sneaky drug deal. These two trees and these rocks are talking to each other and the summit going on a little bit sinister. It's a little bit dark, but then there's this light and, and then and you get on and you remember that and you come back at, you look at the image and it could be really easy to go, that's crap, and move away. Where instead, I think you've got to want to like your image and that's yeah. really really important that you actually like your image and then you start to work on it and then you start to create and then you produce a final image and then it doesn't have to be a masterpiece but you have to l- love it you've got to f- be atta- attracted and and i think that's so key to like your own photography yeah I totally agree with you there. I think um, one of the things I, I say this quite a lot actually to, to a lot of my, the people that I'm either coaching or whatever it is or the talks. I would love to see more people stand up and say, "These are my images. I love them. <laughs> that I really love my images." How often? How much do you not hear that? Um, people come to you and I'm not really sure about this. I'm like, um, was I? You know, my images. I love. I do love my images. I don't think they're the best seascapes in the world you know I think there's there's other people doing things differently or better whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I like them I I like I have got them on my wall I've got this massive one (laughs) because I I I love that place and I I that that to me is um yeah I do do like it and I think more people need to start standing up and and saying that about their their work and and then they'll start developing but it's a mindset thing isn't it it's yes there's a, there's a, it's, it's more of a psychological, psychological, yes, yeah. um, um, problem, uh, uh, barriers that we've got that, that need broken down. So it's, it goes a little bit deeper, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think that when you start to do that, then you start progressing. Yes. That's when you start to, to you open up the channels and you can start learning. Um, and I suppose you're right. That goes, uh, that goes towards YouTube. Cause I have a little bit of a barrier with YouTube. Um, and I, I think, I'm wondering, is it a barrier because I've got a barrier <laughs> because I'm like thinking I'm not good enough or nobody wants to hear this or what, or is it just a time and effort barrier? <laughs> yeah. As in, yeah. I can't be bothered you can't doing be. all this. I just want to, yeah. I just want to take some pictures on the beach and have a nice time. I think yeah. it might be the second actually. Yeah. So I, maybe I have to. <laughs> you've got to love it. Yes. Again, it's that same thing as the photography. You've got, if you, if you, you're not loving it, you're not enjoying it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the I love the ones that I've done, and I really yeah. like that the fact that you can make little video memories, yeah. and you can always look back on those memories of those places, and they're always very special. It's just the whole process of actually making it. I'd quite like a film crew. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'll come up. I'll come up there. I'll I'll do it for you. No Good problem. Plan. That's what I need. Yeah. I need I need an editor and a film. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying this to loads of people, saying I'll come and film you. I'll come up and do it yeah. and stuff because I think it's a great way to get myself up to Scotland because it's shocking. I've never been. <laughs> You've never been to Scotland. No. No. Oh, we'll have no. to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't go very far, me. Um, right. Mainly because of, of commitment and, and what have you, and you, utilizing what I have around me uh, to produce what I produce. Um, just want to go back to say it's not conceited and it's not begetted and it's not ego. Uh, this thing, what I'm talking about, it is a connection of of really, really enjoying and loving what you do. A positivity uh, it pushed on, and and it, it's not forced neither. You really have to believe and love what you're doing, or else yeah. it's going to be ten times harder. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't come from that place of ego, or yeah, it, you're right. Because some people, it it, it does actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very not very well founded either. So <laughs> there's a fine line there. Isn't there it? is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I t- yeah, I totally get that. Oh, well, that was lovely. I think um, we can uh, wrap up. We'll maybe chat again some other time. But just um, for anybody who wants to go and uh, find Mali, you can go and listen to him on either YouTube or, <laughs> yeah. or his podcast. Let's, I'm sure it's Let's Create. Isn't it, it is Let's Create, Let's Talk, the photography show. But it's it's going to be called Let's Create, Let's Talk. That's, that's right. simple. Lovely. Okay, thank you so much for having a a chat with me. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. Wonderful. Thank you very much.